Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Well, hi, everyone. This is James and Terry, although James is not with Terry today. And uh, I have a special guest with me, a, a dear friend, uh, Lori McClurg. And uh, here at the Life Unplugged podcast, we are really about a lot of wonderful things. And one of them is our bodies. And we're going to talk today about some healthy living. And I thought it would be a really great opportunity for you guys to hear from someone who really knows what they're doing. Uh, so we're going to be talking about our bodies and how they're made wonderful from a dear friend, uh, Lori McClurg. And I want to start off uh, for our listeners. I want to have you tell us a little bit about yourself, Lori, as we dive into this Life Unplugged podcast, because we're all about unplugging from the stresses, the distractions, the stuff that really just takes us away from what's important and plugging into what is important. And one of those things, and we've had a lot of listeners that contact us and say, okay, we understand, you know, you, you guys give us great information about marriage and family, but how do we live this really healthy life with our bodies? And, you know, just this understanding of, of living healthy as a holistic part of our journey. Well, thanks, Terry. Yeah. It's so great to be on your podcast. Yes, thank you. Um, so just a little bit about me. I um, started this journey into health and nutrition about five years ago. I was diagnosed with um, something called a prolactinoma, which is a pituitary tumor. It's benign, but it does have major effects on hormones and visual disturbances and can have speech issues because it's a tumor in growth basically in your brain. Mm. So even though it's not a brain tumor, it's a pituitary tumor, it still mm -hmm. impacts your brain function. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was diagnosed by my primary care practitioner and was referred to endocrinologist cause it's a hormone issue, um, and a neurosurgeon. And the wow. surgeon basically told me that it was too small for him to really want to go in. And the risk of surgery was to be blind. Mm, wow. Small little pinch on the one side and I would lose my vision. Wow. And so, um, I went in the route of endocrinology and I went, when I met with my endocrinologist, he basically said to me, here's your medication. You'll be on this for the rest of your life. And this is how we treat it. And I was like, well, isn't there something with like diet and nutrition that I can do to kind of help me so I can balance myself out. And he's like, I'm a medical doctor. I prescribe medicine. Your neurosurgeon performs surgery. I'm not the person to give you this advice. So it basically got me into this rabbit trail of looking for nutritional ways to help my body and support my body. Mm. And so after a year or so of just kind of being on the medication, but figuring out different avenues for nutrition, um, I started my program with the Nutritional Therapy Association, which they look at properly prepared nutrient-dense foods, whole foods as medicine. Um, and I started my program with them 
And now, four years later, um, I am practicing with a various amount of different kinds of patients or clients that are more um, autoimmune, digestion issues, and just kind of various problems that people can't pinpoint. Like Mm -hmm. something's off, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. We kind of support them through that, through, like I said, nutrition, diet, and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of our issues um, can stem from lifestyle. And one of the journeys that I've been on is looking at genetics. And Mm -hmm. so then I recently got certified as a nutrigenomist, meaning genetics and nutrition, how they work together. We have certain genes that if they're quote broken, Mm -hmm. they don't perform optimally. That doesn't mean it's completely broken. It doesn't work. It just means that you can have a triggering event in your life and that'll impair that specific gene. And so when I discovered nutrigenomics, I actually changed the way I practice and changed it to madewonderful.me because I'm looking at broken genes all day long and I don't want people to, people to feel broken. It's not that you're broken. It's just God created this unique bio-individual. You were made wonderful. Let's find out bypasses and figure out ways to support your body so that you can be the best in your health. And everybody is different. Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned in uh, my NTA program is we're all bio-individuals, meaning what works for you, Terry, n- won't necessarily work for James. Mm-hmm. But a whole food, nutrient-dense, properly prepared diet works for everyone. That's right. So that's kind of how I do my practice and do my sessions with my clients. Well, and I can attest that it's amazing, and you have made a big impact in our family. Uh, we have a, one of our daughters does have an autoimmune, and um, you know, just the journey has been excruciating. And to find out some ways that we can support her through, you know, healthy living has been has really empowered her. Right. And that's been the neat thing to see. And, you know, she did feel like there's like something's wrong with me. Like I'm damaged goods. And now she she realizes, oh, oh, there's just, you know, there's some genetic makeup that we need to bypass. And hey, there's some really good organic and, 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 you know, nutrient dense foods that can really support me in my living. And not only that, but the thing that you've really helped her with, which is why another reason why we're going to have you coming on regularly to our, our podcast is because it's about understanding how stress impacts us as well. And we have a lot of marriages and families that contact us who are in a a state of duress right? and how that impacts even how we function, how we eat and how we live and, and what that does to us. And then like we discovered with our daughter, then there is really an impact that, that you can see on even the outside and that impacts everything. So, you know, we really want to talk today. There's so many topics that we right. can hit. And, um, like I said, you're going to be back. So this is going to be lots of fun, but we're going to talk today a little bit about digestion and people listening are probably thinking, okay, that's interesting. But when we really, we were sitting here talking, we were thinking, gosh, you know, we do deal with a lot of families who have stress, and, and that's what we're all about here with uh, with Life Unplugged. Well, what does that do to our bodies? So it was interesting. I had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine who is actually also a NTA graduate, and 
I was telling her, I said, isn't it crazy how God has created our bodies to do certain functions? And when we're in a state of stress, that sometimes we lose our appetites. Um, we don't want to eat. Someone who is in a heightened state of stress most of the time, I've noticed that you probably lose a lot of weight because you don't eat. Mm-hmm. When you're in chronic stress, your body is in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And when you're in survival mode, the last thing your body wants to do is actually digest food. It's going to run off of the fuel that's already in your body. So a lot of people would talk about like keto and paleo and all this, and they lose weight because of the nutrients that they put into their bodies. Well, what they're trying to do is trigger ketosis mm-hmm. so that they can burn that fat in their body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that whole process is actually the same process that happens when your body's in a state of stress because you're pulling on the reserves in your body. You're pulling on the, the fat that's in your body, breaking down muscles. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a state of stress, the reason that you lose your appetite is because your body's not ready to receive food. It's not ready to receive nutrients. Digestion starts in the brain. So when we eat in a state of stress, that's why most of the time you'll get indigestion, mm. bloating, gassy, and things that we don't necessarily talk about in society too often. <laughs> like no one's sitting there talking about, you know, bowel movements at the dinner table. Right. But when you are stressed and you're eating, or um, you might have people that you guys see that are so busy with children's activities work Mm -hmm. that you are eating on the go, you're eating in the car. These are all things that actually are detrimental to digestion Mm. because like I said, digestion starts in the brain. Well, what happens is in the brain, when there's a delicious plate of food in front of you, your mouth starts to water, right? So that's saliva, which is salivary amylase, which is an enzyme that helps you break down food. So when you sit down and you're in a relaxed state and your mouth waters, your body is actually at that point ready to start receiving the food and nutrients Mm. to nourish your body. Because when you have bad digestion, your body's unable to break down that food to the cellular level to feed your cells. Interesting. So again, starts in the brain, you have saliva coming out, you eat your food, you chew. And this is the next part that most people skip chewing. <laughs> so chewing. Im- What's that? I'm in the car. I gotta go. I so <laughs> important. If you ever go to a restaurant, watch how many times someone chews their food. My count usually average five. Wow. So if you're sitting there eating a piece of steak and you've cut it fairly small, five times is not enough to break down that protein to then swallow and go into your stomach because your stomach Mm. has to do overtime work to break that down. Yeah. So if you don't chew thoroughly, then you're going to end up having some sort of digestion distress. Wow. And when I say distress, I mean, again, gas and digestion, bloating. And then eventually what happens is if you continue to bombard your body with undigested food, you can end up having things like leaky gut which could then lead to some sort of food insensi- like sensitivity. Right, so right. So you keep hearing about people who have gluten sens- like sensitivity, mm-hmm. um, dairy issues, mm-hmm. late onset allergies for adults. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you were totally fine eating shrimp and right. then, you know, 30 years sudden. later you're <laughs> totally allergic to shrimp. And yeah. I had that issue actually. Mm-hmm. So part of that is how we eat and yeah. digest our food. 
Right. And which is why digestion is so important, which is why you keep hearing people talking about probiotics all the time, because Mm -hmm. gut health is important. Now, yes, we can have probiotics and that'll help with digestion, but having the initial parasympathetic state, not being stressed and receiving your food, that is actually the most ideal. That's like the first step. You miss that step. And if you're not chewing right, you are going to end up having distress in your stomach. Wow. Wow. And, you know, we work with a lot of individuals and couples who really are in, you know, sometimes stressful situations, not only just because of, you know, the family, you know, dynamics that are going on, maybe there's a marriage issue or, you know, who knows. And, you know, the last thing we think of is this, this kind of process of, oh, I need to take care of myself, you know, but I can definitely feel the stomach aches and I can definitely, you know, identify with, gosh, I'm not sleeping well. And there's all these things that are just kind of lighting off in my life. And I don't, I mean, it just feels totally out of control. And so it's so helpful to hear this. I mean, these are, that's really simple. I mean, stopping and actually smelling your food, sitting down, having a, a, a piece about you when you are, you know, eating your food as much as possible, obviously, you know, taking the time to chew. It's just, it's elemental, but yet it's pretty hard. It's very hard. I mean, it's hard for me, you know, and this is my profession. This is what I do for a living is to tell people, you know, relax, eat in a state of, um, parasympathetic, parasympathetic state, chew when you eat. There's so many times where I will sit there and be like, oh, that was like three bites. Um, but there are things that we can do. So if you are in a heightened state of stress and you can't, but you are eating and Mm -hmm. you're getting these digestion, like Mm -hmm. stomach issues, you can take an enzyme. Okay. There's so many great enzymes that you can take that will actually help and assist because unfortunately, sometimes we are in a chronic state of stress and we can't pull ourselves out, but we do need to nourish our bodies. Mm -hmm. So then you can supplement a little bit with a an enzyme. Okay. Some people take enzymes every day, no matter what, even if they're eating in a parasympathetic state mm-hmm. because it does aid in digestion. Now the goal for me, for all my clients is that you don't have to take enzymes every day, that you have become aware of your body when you're eating so that you're not in that state of stress when you're eating right? and that you're chewing and that you know that you're bowel movements are regular. Mm -hmm. It's not, the goal is never to be on supplements continuously unless you have, again, genetic issues that we need to address and bypass. Right. That makes sense. Now, what, what, what's a good example of an enzyme? Cause somebody might hear that and go, what does that mean? So there's one that I know a lot of practitioners like it's called, um, super enzymes by now foods. And you can pick that up at sprouts, whole foods, any real um, market. You can even get papaya enzymes at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people who take those and keep those with them. So any of these enzymes will actually help. Okay. Um, with That's digestion. Good. Yeah. That's good. Well, and I love, I've been looking at your website. It's really, it's, it's very helpful. Madewonderful.me. And, um, there's just some, so obviously, so there's some great um, understanding. There's some recipes. Um, there's obviously a way to get a hold of you as well. And I signed up, um, of course, just because, you know, we're good friends. So I was like, 
you know, I want to be first on her mailing list. So I just got this great monthly digest, um, you know, uh, talking about digestion and which was what we're talking about today, you know, and digest this and uh, giving some tips. And there was some great recipe here as well. So, you know, for our listeners, if you want to know more about you know, what Lori does and, and some of these ideas and even, even for even some genetic testing, you know, she's, she's, she's great to talk to about that. Um, but tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your, your website, like, you know, what are some things that are, are really just helpful for maybe somebody who's just saying, gosh, that I don't completely know what she's talking about totally, but I might want to start this journey on, you know, what does it mean to be walking in health? you know, as we, as we journey here, I think it's good to remember that it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no like perfect, like perfect health. Um, I always tell my clients it's progress, not perfection. So if mm-hmm. you just make one change, whether it be eating organic or just eating organic off of the clean and dirty list, there's a list that's being put like that's put out every year where it tells you what are the 15 cleanest, um, fruits and vegetables, meaning if you get stuck somewhere and there's no organic potatoes, mm-hmm. um, you can get the clean, like it's on the clean list or the dirty list. So I would never buy anything on the dirty list, meaning it has the most amount of pesticides and your liver okay. clears pesticides and toxins out. And you don't want to put too much burden on your liver because your liver is in charge of a lot of your hormone creation. Mm-hmm. It's in charge of your detox. It, um, helps with insulin because your liver is uh, plays a vital role in your blood sugar regulation. Okay. So it's not really where insulin comes from, but it plays that role in blood sugar. So anyone who's pre-diabetic, you want to make sure your liver's healthy. Um, so I always say like, if you can't buy all organic, at least don't buy conventionally grown foods that are on that dirty list. There's about 15 fruits and vegetables that are on it. And every year strawberries are on it. Right. And I believe grapes are on it. So it's those two items. I say for sure, never buy conventional. Okay. But just start with one or two things. It doesn't have to be like, okay, I need to like fix everything in my diet. Make sure I'm exercising every day. Make sure I'm monitoring, you know, my stress levels. It's like pick one conquer that one thing mm-hmm. and then move to the next item because when you are overwhelmed already in life and then all of a sudden there's all these things that you have to do to be quote healthy you're never going to be able to sustain that right and that just gets stressful it gets stressful and then that is the opposite of what i'm trying to do as a practitioner exactly that makes sense and there and we we put so much stress on ourselves you know to do that and and i love that one step at a time and you know we we tell families that, you know, when we work with them for, you know, some of the emotional things that they're going through or relational things. So this just kind of goes along with what we know to be true. And, you know, I love the fact that you're, you're giving people just the grace, you know, to say, this is a journey. And, you know, as a family, we're going to try to conquer one thing. We're going to take a look at how we, you know, maybe what the food we buy, Right. Or maybe how much exercise, you know, that we, that we, you know, try to have each week or, or what. So I love that you're giving them that opportunity. Any kind of closing thoughts, um, for this particular podcast and, you know, we're kind of, d- d- kind of focusing on digestion today and just kind of that component between that and stress and, but any kind of parting words for today, even though we know you're going to be back, but 
chew your food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but in, like on all reality, I think just being aware when you're sitting down to eat and sitting down to eat all your meals. A lot of times we focus on dinner, um, but even breakfast, sit down. Or if you're drinking a smoothie, chew your smoothie, mm. which is so weird to people, but that chewing action actually creates enzymes that will help digest your food. So we say, chew your liquids and so what is it? Drink your solids and chew your liquids. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So you want to make sure that your food is liquefied in your mouth. Now, most people can't do that. So I would say, you know, try to do like 15 to 20, 20, at least in the first five bites of food, Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 chews. And then you can kind of, you know, let it slide and maybe you'll get more like 10 chews in, Mm -hmm. but the first five bites, 15 to 20, chew your food, eat in a parasympathetic state. Okay. Slow down. Yeah. That makes sense. Slow down, unplug, don't have your phone. That was the one thing that we learned from you guys is no phones at the table Mm -hmm. because that phone actually brings so much stress to you. Mm-hmm. And so it actually impairs digestion. Yeah. Crazy, mm-hmm. but great to know. And honestly, you know, our girls will come home from school and we're pretty, we're pretty, because all of our girls are in involved in athletics as well. Right. I mean, we're on it with the lunches and they come home and they say all the time, mom, number one, most of our friends don't eat lunch right. at all. Mm-hmm. And yet they'll go, you know, work out after and they'll, they'll almost pass out. Right. Cause they're either mm-hmm. dehydrated or they've eaten Skittles or something. Um, or they eat just horrific things, um, for lunch. And it's like, okay, we can do a lot more than, you know, we know even just by just taking the time to to meal plan, to think things through. And when we do have time incorporating that food and that digestion, you know, understanding into our relationships and being able to talk and and sit and listen to one another and, and have this kind of connection with this healthy living. So, Really, really good. Well, madewonderful.me. Check it out. So I'm so thank thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for being it's here. So fun. And we'll we'll have you back. And uh for those of you who are listening, if you want to uh just give us some ideas of more podcasts and any anything that uh you'd like to connect with us about our website, jamesandterrycraft.com. And uh we'll see you next time at the uh Life Unplugged Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.